BDR's Prime Resources Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge you need to help your business achieve prime results, with prime being the most flourishing stage or state. Let's do this. Welcome to the Prime Resources Podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is delegation, your power tool for getting more done. Joining us today is Chris Cook, BDR coach and trainer. Chris, welcome back to the podcast. Hello, Matt. Thanks for having me. I I appreciate the opportunity to be back on the Prime Resources podcast. Yes, we are glad to have you. Uh, Last time around, we talked about how to generate employee engagement, and you gave us a lot of great information and strategies on that topic. Uh, We're talking about delegation today, and I thought maybe a good way to start was uh, for you to tell us about some of the classes that you teach, because I know delegation is kind of a theme for a lot of the classes that you lead. It is. Yeah, a couple of classes that, I, that I'm fortunate enough to get to lead are uh, creating the next generation of company managers, uh, which is all about, uh, as a manager, finding time and making time in your day and how to establish a great culture and how to build your team and, and, and create the organization people want to come to work for. Uh, which is which ties right into de- our delegation. Another class I teach is the finding and keeping your ultimate workforce, which again, if, if we're going to bring people on board or as we grow and bring people on board, we have to delegate off what we do in order to grow the organization and, and further empower our people. And the, the last classes I'm fortunate enough to lead are our wall series of classes. In wall one, the battle cry for that class is free the owner up which is directly related to delegation. We can't do it all. Perfect. Well, this confirms to me that we have the right guy on the podcast today. So <laughs> um, this is great. I'm going to give you my first question here, Chris, and it's kind of from the beginner's mind perspective of what is delegation? Delegation is the art of deciding which tasks we should do ourselves versus which tasks and projects we can give to others. Okay. Um, So let's then talk about um, what are the benefits if we can do this right, if we can get, if we can figure out the tasks that that we should keep, do ourselves, the ones that we can give to others. um, What's this, this benefits of that? Yeah, well, a couple of things with delegation. One, it's, it's part of the five core concepts of effective management and leadership. So, and those concepts are basically planning, organizing, leading, staffing, and controlling. So as we continue to grow in our own management and leadership styles and in our roles, we have to do all those things. It's, so one of the huge benefits of successful delegation, the number one is we're able to get more done. We're able to improve our time management skills by freeing up our time and focusing on the things that we should be focusing on. Okay. I love that. Uh, get more done. I think that resonates with all of us in this modern world we live in where there's always so much to do. And um, so let's talk about that, getting getting more done. How does delegation help us get more done? Absolutely. So a, a number of tools with that or a number of things. It, it grows our team. You know, we, we get more done because we have help from our team. They 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 step up and do more for us, so we give them more responsibility. Um, and obviously, they earn it. And, and as they earn it and do better, then we give them more of that. But it, additionally, one of the big things it does is it it actually creates employee engagement. 
So we show trust in our team and we tie our team into the bigger vision. We, we've, we've got a set number of goals that we do. We, we attend, you know, a business planning session like Profit Launch. We come out with the goals that we want to do, you know, in addition to growing our companies. But there's, there's key things we want to complete. So we have to tie our team into that bigger vision and get them engaged in that and, and give them that responsibility. It also though, ex dramatically expands the capability of our company you know, by potentially bringing in new ideas and new thought processes by asking our team, hey, what would you do? Or how would you solve this? Or you know, I'm, I'm gonna give you this task to do. What are your thoughts? Mm -hmm. I, I like that. And it kind of, I think there's some owners out there that might be listening today and thinking, man, that sounds great. I can take some of these things off my shoulders uh, and, and have teammates support me um, and, and get some of it done. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about how that happens um, and what are the challenges when we, when we try to, to give a task. Because I think there's probably some people listening also that are thinking, well, I tried to give a task to, to uh, someone before and boy, they just messed it up. And then I had to <laughs> fix it. And I spent double the time I would have if I'd just done it myself. You know, how do we overcome that mindset? Oh, absolutely, Matt. And, and a couple of things, too, to remember that, that uh, it's important to remember that when we choose to do a task, we give up the opportunity to do another task. Right? So it's, it's our own opportunity cost. So, so we may have had an opportunity where we've delegated something and, and maybe it didn't go as well as we had hoped. It, it may have been a complete failure or, or, a, or a partial completion, but we can't give up um, would, would be the one thing. And uh, the other side of it is, is that typically when we try to delegate something, there's a lot of fear of failure that, that we as managers or leaders have. And we, we typically end up micromanaging the process and we actually create more problems than we solve, especially when we've, when we've delegated something off and it didn't go well, then we're really kind of extremely nervous about it and maybe a little paranoid. So we've got to <laughs> be aware of that. And the, did we really, so, so there's some retrospection. Did we assign the task to the right person last time? Did we actually take the time that, not that we needed, but that they needed to truly understand what the task was? I, 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 one time I, uh, over this last summer, I had an opportunity to uh, have one of the kids in my neighborhood mow my grass for me. So I had him come in and do it and found out at later, or found out during the process from his dad that he had never mowed grass before. So my first comment was to myself was, oh my gosh, this is going to take twice as long as it would if I just did it myself. <laughs> and it did take twice as long because I had to show him how. But now I have someone who can do it for me, right? So I've learned to delegate that. <laughs> and, and he picked up additional responsibilities, a little bit of money along the way. But I, I was very nervous about that in the beginning. But by going through that process and going back to that, that beginner's mindset or that learner's mindset, I really had to slow the whole process down. So be ready for that. Be ready and, and know that it's going to take more time than you think it would, or certainly more than it would if you did it yourself. And, and be ready for that, but don't be afraid of that. Uh, I, I think you just stumbled, on, or not stumbled, but highlighted something that is, is crucially important of the mental side of delegation. Is that It's easy to think, okay, I'm gonna hand this off to this person and it's out of my life and, and it's their problem now. Um, but I love what you said is that we gotta take the time on the front side to make kind of, it's like an investment, you know, 
the more time you put it on the front side and, and do a better communication and make sure they have the training and, and they know what the ultimate goal is and they know what the timelines are. Now we're setting up that person to succeed and it is, yeah, it's going to take longer. And, uh, uh, but in the future, then it's not going to take much time at all because we, we've done the work on the front side rather than doing it back and forth later on through kind of a callback process where we give something, we didn't delegate it well, and now we got to clean it up and, and it kind of creates a negative um, uh, energy rather than the positive energy of, of training on the front side. So um, I think that's beautiful. And I think that's one of the um, hard things to get our minds around uh, when we're, when we're learning about delegation. Yes. And, and it does take practice and it, it, it takes us because generally we're trying to delegate something off that we've done before, whether it be an installation, whether it be a, you know, how to run a service call or how to take a service call and dispatch or how to do a billing of some sort in accounting, we've done it. So to us, it's second nature, but to the person we're giving it to, it's generally not. It's maybe the first time, maybe they've done it before somewhere else and we want to teach them how we do things. So be ready for that. And, and don't be afraid of that. And, and it, it, it ties into to what we call the trust control dynamic. Mm. And, and how that relates to what we do is that in its, in its most basic form, um, when there's no or limited trust, we have maximum control, which, which essentially becomes micromanagement. And whereas the inverse of that is, is when we have a great amount of trust in a person or a process, we have very little control. We don't need to have control. So if you, if you picture kind of a teeter-totter that's even, you know, if on one side is trust and on the other side is our control, well, as control goes up, trust goes down. And then the opposite of that happens. Right? As, as we have a lot of trust, then we can give up a lot of our control. So that, that's another huge part of that. And, and knowing what our process is going to be helps, really helps reduce anxiety. And, uh, and that's ultimately what we want to do is because anxiety or, or fear for both parties. I, I'm afraid to give you something because I don't think you're going to do it right. Well, you're afraid to take it from me because you're setting me up for failure. Well, that, that's, a, that's a no win for anybody. You know, so ultimately, we, we want to make sure that we have that ability to really have a great, solid process and, a, and just an open line of communication as we do it. But we want to reduce that anxiety, reduce that fear, which allows us to, to create trust and give up control. And, and ultimately, that's what people want, that they want to know that they can do something. Yeah, let's, let's stick on that for a little bit and talk about um delegation from the perspective of, of an employee receiving a task from an owner or manager, because um, I've gone through this personally as a manager, where there are times where I thought, man, I, I just don't feel good about giving this task to this person, not because they couldn't do it, but it just feels like it's a task they may not want or may not get excited about. And, and kind of, I had to reframe my thinking and going to some of your classes uh, actually helped me in this. Um, I was, I was looking at it from my own perspective. I wasn't looking at it from the perspective of the employee that it's actually an opportunity for them to learn something new. And it may have been something that I personally didn't like to do. They may love to do it. They may love to just learn to do something new. And so I, I can you talk a little bit about that? side of things and how we're actually helping or we can be helping our, our team members grow and develop if we can delegate successfully? 
Yes. As we, as we hand off those tasks, like you said, it, it may be something that maybe I'm just not good at or don't, maybe I don't like doing it or I'm not good at it. And by bringing in a, a fresh set of eyes to something or getting it, getting it to somebody else, one, it frees up our, our time and our mind. So I'm not worried about, ah, oh, I really don't like doing this. If I can find somebody else whose skill set fits that better, don't be afraid. And, and part of hiring and part of finding and keeping your ultimate workforce is to surround yourself with people that are, that are at least as equal or hopefully better than you. Or if I know what my blind spots are, hire someone who can fill those blind spots for you. Don't be afraid to do that. And then, and then by doing that, and if they, if when their skill set fits that role, you're actually empowering them. You're giving them something that they may really super enjoy doing. And now they're engaged. They want to come to work. They're excited. They're happier. And both sides win because you're doing something. You're not doing something you didn't want to do to begin with. And you're giving something to them that maybe they do enjoy or their skills just fit better into. And that's, that's a huge win. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity in delegation to help uh, team members grow. Um, so let, let's let me ask you this, Chris: Are there some steps we can follow to do delegation well? There are. Um, it, it involves creating a plan. You know, you want to make sure that you set that team member up for success. You know, we we don't want to set them up to to not know what to do. Um, I, but here's a couple of things though. If before I delegate a task, there's a couple of things that I have to know as the manager or leader, I have to know exactly what I want. What do I want done with this? And, and what's the time frame? When do I want it done by, and then know or believe that, that who's best suited to do it. I'm, I'm looking at my team and saying, okay, I've got these four or five people or six or 10 people who work for me. Who's the best person to do it? And are they really going to be a good fit? And, be, be aware of that and be a little bit nervous about that. And when I say that, I mean that in a positive way of don't always go to the same person. You know, we've, we've all had people on our teams who were the one who always said, yes, I can do that. Yes, I can do that. Yes, I can do that. And you can right up until you burn them out. And, and then it's not a win for anybody. So, so be aware of who's on your team and, and don't always go to the person that you know is going to say yes. You know, and, and also when you identify that person, understand that you may have to train them a little bit. You know, maybe maybe they've got the right personality type for it, or or maybe they just have time on their on their on their da daily schedule and they can do it for you. But understand, you may have to train them, right? So there's some things we have to go through with that. And as I start to develop my strategy, get their input. This isn't a dictatorship. It's a it's a delegation and it's an exercise in handing off responsibility and gaining freedom. So meet with them and get their input. So I'm, I've already thought about what I want. I've thought about the time frame, right? So I know the task, help explain to them what the why is. Why do I want to do this? Why is it important to have them do this task? And, and, and it might be, you know what? I just don't have time to do this. And I need to get somebody else to help me with it. That, that might be the reason why, and that might be everything we need to know. Or it might be that their skill set fits it better. Maybe you know, we, we brought somebody into the organization who was brought on board to do marketing. Well, guess what? I, then I need to learn, start learning to delegate those things to that person. You know, but understand the importance of it and the why behind it and what's our time frame. And make sure that fits. Be, be open. If, if you have a firm deadline in place, that's okay. But be willing to talk about that with that person and let them know, hey, here's the deadline and here's why. And if it's an extremely tight deadline, Understand that you may be more involved in it than what you might want to be. And if you've got some time to push out a little bit, that's okay. But and, and set those set those progress reports and set those check-ins. And in the beginning 
of it, especially the first time I delegate something to someone, those are going to be pretty frequent. You know, in the very beginning, we're going to do those check-ins. Set them ahead of time, though. Make sure you say, hey, you know what, Chris, we're going to meet next Monday at, at 4 o'clock. We're going to meet the following Monday at 4 o'clock, and, and we're going to meet the following Monday, and then that project should be done. We both agree to that, and we, we move on from there. So what that allows me to do as a manager or the leader is it allows me now to say, okay, I'm good to go until next Monday at 4 o'clock. So no meddling, right? <laughs> try, to, try to avoid <laughs> micromanaging or, or getting back involved with it. And another thing with that, though, is, is be fair to the person you're delegating to and say, you know what? Today's uh, whatever day it is, we're going to meet next Monday at 4 o'clock. Let them know, hey, you know what? If you do run into a roadblock, though, come see me. Don't wait until Monday at four o'clock when you're frustrated and haven't had a chance to do anything and now we're behind. Don't be afraid to let tell them, come see me if you have a question. However, Matt, one more thing with that, this is delegation. So if they come back to you and say, hey, I'm running into a problem here, don't take the monkey. And what I mean, by, the, what I mean oh. by that is, don't take the problem back. Come up with a strategy, give it back to them. Send them back out the door to keep going on it and we'll check back in again. So. So be aware of that. If you're not delegating to your team, they're probably delegating to you. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, uh, and go ahead. I was just going to say the words of wisdom right there. Yeah, if you're not delegating to them, they're delegating to you. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and and during those, you know, our routine check-ins, that's that allows us the opportunity to provide those course corrections if we need to. You know, maybe it's not, maybe they're not going exactly where you think you you wanted to go. Have a conversation about that and say, hey, here's what I was thinking. Then the end project is going to look like. Where are you at with that? And and they may just be taking a different route than you. You know, maybe it's not quite as straight as you were hoping on, but they're taking a different route, but they still have the same end in mind. And, and that's that's a huge thing. And and as we go through it please remember to praise your people, reward them and, and, and celebrate those completions. You know, Barry always used to say that one completion is worth a thousand starts. And I can't tell you how true that is. And, and our mind needs those completions. So, you know, keep celebrating them and, and keep rewarding them and praise along the way. Let them know they're on the right track and, you know, keep going, you know, don't stop now. Yeah, it becomes a positive feedback loop then all of a sudden um, when we're celebrating with them. I want to circle back one of the things you mentioned there about these these steps we can follow for effective delegation, and I'm just going to kind of restate them real quick, and then there's one I want to circle back to. Um, so know what we want ahead of time. Um, know the time frame. Uh, identify who is best suited and whether they're a good fit to take on the task. Uh, know what the why is and be able to explain that um, to who we're delegating to. And then you talked about allowing input um, so that, that they have some stake in this and can kind of talk about um, what works for, from their side of things, set of check-ins ahead of time, and then celebrate. The one I wanted to come back to was the why. I, I personally think that one's so important because it, it makes me always think of uh, the person on the assembly line and they might be in the middle of the assembly line and you know they're attaching a wire to the widget and they never see what that end result is. And so all, all they get to do is put the wire on the widget and pretty soon it's kind of like, yeah, this is getting old. I don't even know what this is doing anymore. Um, but they can see, oh, this actually makes a, a 
new vacuum at the end of this thing or a car, oh, okay, well, this is important because this thing's not going to run if I'm not doing my job of attaching the wire to the widget. And so I think that's kind of what, what we're giving them when we give them the why. And, and it's easy to forget that part because a lot of times if you're the delegator, you know what the why is and it's just automatic and and it's easy to overlook uh, communicating that. So all that to say, I think that is a hugely important uh, part of the process. It is. It's, it's a critical part of it is to get people to understand the why behind it. And like you said, help, help paint that bigger picture because I'm trying to tie people into our vision. You know, what do we want to get out of this and why are we changing this policy or procedure or, or ultimately when we change policy or when we implement policies and procedures, what we're trying to do is create great habits. Mm. So, so getting them to understand that why is a huge part of that. And, and, you know, what is the end game and what is the end goal? And, and it's, it's not, I, I promise it may look like busy work sometimes, but it's not is what you want to tell, if that's what you're trying to tell your people. And, and, and that is a big part of it. Yeah. So Matt, thank you for asking. Thank you for the clarification on that. Yeah. And you, you mentioned something too. I think it can, it can be as simple as, Hey, by doing this, you're helping me. I just don't have enough time to do this. And, and I, if we're honest about that, in those situations, I think people get that. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm happy to help you. I've got time in my schedule. Let's do this. Um, the, I want to shift gears a little bit here, Chris. Okay. Um, so my, here's some I thought we could do is imagine I'm an owner. And uh, from your perspective as for an owner, and maybe we can do this for one or two other positions, maybe the service manager, install manager, what are some common things that an owner could really consider delegating uh, to someone else? Um, quite a great question. Um, typically, I'm going to look at an, at an owner and, and I'm going to I'm not going to delegate. So I guess I'm going to change the from a different tact. Yeah, I'm not cool. going to delegate those things that are mission critical, i.e. sales management. I'm not going to delegate sales management. I want to drive my team to, and I mean that in a positive way, but but I want to drive the sales team, right? Because that's revenue coming in the door. That's that's keeping the rest of my team busy and and, and driving revenue and profit and all the, all the great things we do with that. So I'm not going to delegate something like that that's truly mission critical. I'm going to delegate off the day-to-day -day processes of, of billing and some of those things. That being said, though, I'm going to hold my, my bookkeeper accountable that I want my financials by the 12th or 15th of every month so that I can review those with my coach at the end of the month. So I'm going to delegate part of that process, but I'm going to hold them accountable to a deadline date. So, you know, it would be probably two of the biggest things as an owner that I'd be willing to delegate and some that I wouldn't, you know, and and moving into like a service manager, mm -hmm. I'm gonna when I have a dispatcher in place, I'm gonna delegate the daily scheduling to them. That's their role. That being said, I'm gonna set a daily check-in. Every day at three o'clock, we're gonna sit down or I'm gonna call in on the phone, but every day at three o'clock business day, we're going to sit down and go through the schedule. How'd today go? You know, and what's on the schedule for tomorrow and three days out and five days out? And they're gonna come back and say, hey, we're full, we're doing all these great things. Perfect, I'm gonna let them go. However, if they came back and say, you know what, Chris, next week we're looking a little bit light. You know, weather's been in the 50s. It's beautiful out. I need some help. So we're going to sit down as a team and we're going to say, okay, what do we need to do to fill that board? You know, and then maybe at that point I'm going to come up with some, we're, we're going to sit down together and work on the strategy, but I may delegate back to them. I want you to make 25 outbound calls a day to fill that board. 
So it's, it's, it's going to be a collaborative process, but I'm going to eventually delegate it back to them to keep that board full. But I'm going to constantly be doing those daily check-ins to make sure we're okay. Are we moving in the right direction? Yeah, and so I think that's important to note. Delegation, it doesn't mean that we're going to stop being connected to that that process or that task. You know, we're going to have to do some check-ins. We're going to have to hold our team members accountable um, and do the kind of the trust but verify aspect of management um, to help make sure this thing is moving along. Um, yes, that that's a huge part of that is the is the trust but verify, like you said, and and that's where depending on the role, I guess with my dispatchers, I, I'm going to set that daily check-in. You know, I'm delegating. You're going to you're going to manage your day. But we're going to continually talk to each other and see what's going on. You know, it's going to be a formula every day at three o'clock with my salespeople. It might be the same thing. Maybe it's every morning at eight o'clock. We're going to do a stand up meeting five minutes. Boom. Send everybody off on their way. But once a week, we're going to have a formal check in. And, and I'm I'm delegating out their role. They know what their role is, but I'm still here to help when they need it. Right. Right. Um, OK. And so um, let's talk about maybe a, a worst case scenario where um, we've tried to delegate this. We, we thought we, we you know we did the, the, all the steps that you talked about. We knew what we wanted. We set a timeline and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And it just, it doesn't work out um, the first time. How many times do we give it? Do we, do we say, okay, well, Let's give it a second try. Maybe maybe I can do a better job as a delegator um, on my side. Or when do you kind of cut bait on something? Um, De depending on the task, I may never stop. I I, I may keep training on it because if it if it's important enough for me to get to to delegate to somebody else, I don't want to say get rid of, but if it's important <laughs> enough for me to delegate to somebody else then we're going to they're going to keep working on it and and maybe the way i explained it the first time wasn't the right right way to explain it or maybe the person i gave it to just wasn't the right person but i i'm going to keep working on it is what i'm going to do and i'm going to change up how we do things or how we deliver that message and i am probably going to do that a couple of times and 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 then with that particular person i may say you know what it is it is time for us to to try a different way you know maybe you're maybe you're just not the right fit for the for that particular task so i'm going to look at the team and say okay who else could maybe pick that up yeah but but i, I love that you're never going to quit you know because it's it's too important you mentioned at the very beginning when you were talking about some of the classes you teach in wall 1 that one of the wall 1 battle cries is free the owner up and to me, if, if an owner cannot learn how to delegate successfully or even a manager, the company is going to go stagnant because it cannot grow. Can you talk it, about the importance of, of that um, that side of things? Matt, you hit the nail right on the head. I, my my company is only going to grow to the point where I run out of bandwidth, right? Or or that's when you look at it, or you can look at it from the from the funnel aspect, right? You can only put so much stuff in the top of the funnel, and if I'm the the bottleneck in that funnel and I'm holding everything else up, my company can't grow past my ability to get stuff done. So I have to be able to delegate, and and maybe it's not the right person. Maybe, maybe the person I brought in for that role because I'm trying to delegate different things to them, maybe they're maybe it turns out at the end of the day maybe they're not the right fit. Oh, and 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 that's okay. Let's find if if we brought them onto our into our company. There's a reason we brought them in. 
So let's find another spot for them. You know, if we need to, if that rollout strips their demand, you know, but I, but I, I have to be willing to do that or else I'm stuck. The, the company grows to a point to where it just can't grow anymore because I'm holding it up. Or ultimately what happens to us is, is if we look to exit the business and sell the company, we're such an owner centric business because no one else can do anything that the company's not worth a whole lot. So, so we owe it to ourselves to bring better people in to keep increasing the value of our own business. This, so this is a big deal. Yeah, it can affect the overall value of their business if we if we can't delegate well. Um, and I want to circle back to the you know the title of what we called this episode of the podcast: delegation, your power tool for getting more done. And and that's kind of how I envision it. It's almost like a you know rather than using a screwdriver, you're pulling out the cordless drill. You know. Um, to get more done, and, and it, delegation is just something in, in an owner or manager's tool belt that they have to really achieve their their big goals um, that they have with the company. Yes, absolutely, and and a lot of times too, what we can look at with a manager or with an owner, when that let's say that owner can take that company to to X dollars, but they can't quite get it to that next level. Well, the next level may require you bringing in another layer of management or a manager, general manager or something like that, that can effectively do all those things that maybe we can't, maybe we're just not a good delegator or maybe, you know, maybe we, maybe we've hit the limit of what we can do. That's okay. But, but know that when you hit that limit, work with your coach, work with your business plan, look at those things and say, okay, I'm as far as I can go. So at this point in time, I have to be willing to bring in somebody new to my organization and I'm going to trust them to do it. I'm going to continually, you know, continual check-ins and do all the things that go with that. But I'm going to let them be the better delegator than I am. I'm going to delegate to them the day-to-day. I'm going to trust that they can do it. I'm going to manage them to that process. And that, you know, again, we get back into our trust control dynamic a little bit, especially in the beginning. But I'm going to let them do it. I'm going to let them delegate for me if I'm just not good at it. Yeah, that 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 makes tons of sense. And Chris, one of the things I learned from one of our other trainers, Jeff Plant, he says, uh, great leaders grow other leaders. And to me, that's ties to delegation as well, where by delegating well, we can help other leaders grow in our company and, and all the things that you've said to that point of then the company can grow and the value of the company can increase. Uh, so this delegation thing, I mean, it's it's a big deal. It is, and it ties to everything we do. It, it truly ties to everything we do, you know. And 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 the other, don't be afraid. I think would probably be <laughs> be one of the big things. Um, you know, the trust but verify definitely ties back to that. And and it's not always going to go perfect the first time we do it. It's just right. not. And that, and that's part of that's human nature, you know, or not human nature, but part of it's just because we're dealing with humans, you know, and, and maybe we didn't do as good a job as we started to in the beginning, but don't be afraid. It would be the big one. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a learned skill. And the more you apply the skill and those muscles, the better at it you'll be. Yes, sir. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that's a nice place to, uh, to bring this to a close. Um, any final thoughts on delegation that you want to uh, put out there for us? And I think we've, we've hit on most of them. And, and the big one is like to know what you want, be patient, especially the first time you do it. And when you're training somebody else on how to do it, don't give up on it. And each time you do it, you're going to get better at it. And so does your team. 
Yeah, there you go. Don't give up. You're going to stay on it regardless. Uh, And delegation is your power tool for getting more done. So, Chris, thank you so much for making a return appearance on the podcast. Uh, This was fantastic today. Matt, thank you. It's my pleasure. And, uh, yeah, anytime. Thank you. You bet. And for uh, everyone listening, thank you very much. And we will check in with you next time.